Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. On today's episode, the Story Pirates finally reunited, head back to our secret hideout underneath the New York City subway system, where we have a few, uh, let's just call them disagreements. We also have an incredible special guest today, the actor and comedian, Zach Cherry. If you're a brand new listener, feel free to keep on listening, or you can go all the way back to season one, episode one, and follow us from the beginning. That episode's called I Love a Ghost slash Fred the Carrot, and it's a great place to start. Now come join us at the secret hideout, right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Welcome home. Please proceed down the firefighter's pole. So we just jumped down there into that hole? Yep. I've fallen down a hole before. It's not that bad. Plus, if Lufa listened to me and moved her bowling alley, there should be a crash pad down there to cushion your fall. Should we all jump at the same time? I go one by one. Look out for those bowling pins. Huh. I guess Lufa didn't move the bowling alley. Nobody ever listens to Rollo. I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. It makes me feel cozy. Ding. Your pen and paper have arrived. Thank you. 
I write most of my stories for fun. There's so much out there that we'll probably never know. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Lufa, you can't be mad about the bowling alley. I told you to move it a hundred times. Really? A perfect game? Oh, that is impressive. Still, this wouldn't be a problem if you just moved it. You know the only way in and out of the hideout is by using the firefighter pole. Wait, that's the only way out? Yeah, the climb is pretty brutal, but you get used to it. Probably. I've only done it once. I could always fix the elevator. The The what? The elevator? You didn't notice it? It's right over there behind the bowling pins. No, Lufa, I wasn't saying it's your fault. Okay, bye. We'll, uh, we'll talk after I'm done fixing the elevator. Ha! Classic us. (laughs) Always fighting. (laughs) What's going on with those two? Nimini threw Lufa into a stampede of wildebeest earlier this summer. Figuratively, we assume. Oh, okay. I'll say something to diffuse the tension. Nimini and Lufa are having a fight, and every one of us is uncomfortable. Rachel! What? I feel way less tense. I don't. Maybe we should listen to a story to relax and settle in and ignore that specific problem for now. Yeah! Yeah. Okay, listeners, this first story is about an alien on another planet that discovers the single greatest combination of ingredients ever. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Eli. I'm seven years old and I live in Massachusetts. This is my story, The Alien That Discovered Banana Bread. Oh, you, you ma'am. Can I interest you in some food to buy from my store? I haven't uh, figured out what I sell yet, exactly, but oh, and she's gone. I don't think the business model of not knowing what I sell is working.
Hey, it's not bad. No, it's better than not bad. It's good. Wow, banana and bread. Hmm, what should I call the dish? Ooh, ooh I know. Cheesecake. No, wait. Banana bread. I did it. And all it took was a dash of perseverance, a pinch of faith in myself, and also the ingredients. I mix bananas, 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 bananas and bread. I mix bananas and bread and now I am banana bread. I mix bananas, 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 bananas and bread. I mix bananas and bread and now I am banana bread. I'm an alien on another planet and I own a store. Yeah, I can see the sign. It says banana bread store. It's where firefighter pole. Looks like we'll have to find another use for our beefy arms, Smitty. Flex! 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 Oh, my ears! We may be contractually obligated to do the podcast together, but we don't have to put up with that terrible sound. Again with the contractual obligations. Baby with a mustache, can I see your contract? Huh? Well, sure. Maybe you can add something about Rolo and Smitty's flexing. Ooh, hold on. If you're making changes to our contracts, can I just run a few legal questions by you? If you want, but I don't know why you'd expect me to know the answers. Well, your first name is Lee. And? Lee. That's short for legal questions, right? No, it's not short for legal questions. That explains why he's such a terrible lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. That's a relief. Did all of you sign one of these contracts? I don't even have one. (gasps) Everyone calm down. Just because Lee doesn't have a contract doesn't mean he has to spend the night in the dungeon. The what? The dungeon. It's right over there. (laughs) I call dibs on the dungeon! Oh man, I was gonna call dibs. Don't worry, I'm sure we can sort all this out by calling our lawyer. No need. I texted him because I'm afraid of phone calls. Smart. 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 Hello, everyone. It's me, 
Legal counsel to the story pirates, Leonard Skinnerd. I've gone ahead and updated your address to SP Hideout 606. In the future, please remember to file the proper paperwork. 606? How many hideouts are there? That I'm not legally allowed to disclose. Now, I believe one of you is missing a contract. Uh, I guess I am? Not a problem. I'll get you a new one right away. While I have my official lawyer's typewriter powered up, I'd be happy to make any changes to the rest of your contracts. You don't sound happy. I am. I'm very happy. Now please shout all your contract requests at me at the same time. Sparkling walls in the break room. Stop flexing! I want the Break room shampoo. Great. I got all of that. Legal questions? Would you like to put in any requests? My name's just Lee. It's not short for legal questions. Name change request approved. Give me one second. Wow, look at him type. Now that Lee is a real lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, Peter. I know. Didn't I just say that? And done. Here are your new contracts. Please read through them and sign by the X if you find the terms agreeable. Um, I think we're just going to sign this without reading. I mean, who has the time, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who has the time? Um, I'm just going to read through this a little more. Take your time. If you have any questions for me, I'll be here in the bowling alley trying to bowl a perfect game. <laughs> Gutter ball. Well, nowhere to go but up. Welcome to my glorious new dungeon, Lee. I've given it a bit of my signature Viking coziness. Longboat bed, nightlight made of snow, Viking white noise machine. Huh? Oh, that's nice, Siegfried. You appear distracted. Are you still reading through your contract? Yeah, you really shouldn't sign anything without reading it first. Ha! You worry far too much. I signed my contract without even thinking about it and look. I've got the perfect bedroom all to myself. No contract can take that away from me. Easy, 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 and there. That's the perfect spot for my new minivan bed. Eric, why are you moving your minivan bed into my bedroom? Your bedroom? Sorry, Siegfried, my contract clearly states that the dungeon is my bedroom. But, but I called dibs. Dibs? This is a contract. What are you gonna do next? Sue me? Yes, I believe I will. I'm suing you. What? No, I was joking. You can't sue me. Yes, I can. I'm suing you right now. Not if I sue you first. You're sued. Um, I'm going to read somewhere else, guys. Try to sort this out without suing each other. No! <laughs> Break room shampoo feels so good in my hair, doo-doo. <laughs> hey, Peter, shampooing your hair just in the middle of the hall? Yep. I asked for break room shampoo to be installed in my contract, but all the walls in the break room are so sparkly I can't see anything. I couldn't get any of the shampoo in my hair. Why don't you shampoo your hair in the bathroom? Lee, that's what the bathroom shampoo is for. This is break room shampoo. Whoa! Ow! Megan, are you okay? Physically? Yes, I was uh milking the fall. Emotionally? No. The sparkly walls in the break room are exactly what I asked for, but someone spilled shampoo all over the floor, which is strictly prohibited per my contract. Oh, that would be me. You spilled shampoo all over? I won't suffer this kind of disrespect. I'm suing you. You're suing me? You're the one who made it too sparkly to see anything. I'm suing you. This also happened to Siegfried and Eric. Did you all just learn about suing people or something? Get out of here before we sue you. I'm going, I'm going, yeesh. Hey, baby with a mustache. 
Cool earmuffs. Oh, thanks. It's the only way for me to shut out the sound of Rolo and Smitty's constant flexing, even though my contract says they legally can't. Well, at least you're being reasonable and finding an actual way to deal with the problem. Everyone else is just suing each other. Oh, don't get me wrong. I am suing them. I'm filling out the paperwork on my phone. Wait, did you just say you're suing us? You can't do that. We'll count a sue. No way you're suing me, Peter. I'm suing you. Two can sue at this game. Sue, 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 sue. Hey, Nimmy, I'm gonna sue you. What? Rachel. Why? I don't know. I just don't want to be the only one not doing it. Stop. Stop. Everybody stop. Give me those contracts. <gasps> hey, wait. Contracts. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot it's of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. 
Hey, grown-ups! this next message is for you. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Lee! You tore up the contracts! Are you even allowed to do that? Maybe we should sue. No more suing each other! These contracts are tearing us apart! No, Lee, you tore the contracts apart. Did you really forget that? It literally just happened. Besides, I thought you didn't have any answers to our legal questions. Why the sudden interest? (sighs) I have a confession to make. Earlier, I told you that my name, Lee isn't short for legal questions. That's because it's actually short for legal scholar. (gasps) I knew it! He was a lawyer this whole time! I've always been interested in reading and studying legal documents. I just don't really talk about it that much. The same way that Siegfried doesn't really talk about Michelle Branch. Why would I need to? She's everywhere to me. The problem with our contracts is that they conflict way too much because they're just lists of legally binding demands and requests that we should be able to solve by talking to each other. Siegfried, Eric, just share the dungeon. Oh. Roomies! Megan, Peter, just make some of the break room walls sparkly and let Peter set up a shampoo station in a non-sparkly corner. Interesting. A station, you say? And Rolo, Smitty, baby with the mustache is right. None of us like the flexing. The sound is incredibly upsetting. You're a loss. Fair enough. Ha! But what are we supposed to do about the contracts? We just need to tell the lawyer exactly what we want in them. Where is he anyway? Is he still bowling? <laughs> Finally, 20 gutter balls in a row. A new record. <clears throat> uh, Leonard Skinner, at your service once again. I see you've torn up my contracts. Lee did it. Should we sue him? No, I think I understand why he did it. I've seen this happen to bands before. Oh, we're not a band. We're a podcast. I was in a band once. We had it all. Instruments, t-shirts, our own landline telephone. You know, it was the best time of my life. Until the day I wrote an original song about how much I loved being in the band. 
Theo, our lead singer, wanted me to share songwriting credit with him because he also loved being in the band and was convinced that I'd taken the idea from him. He became so upset with me that he decided to sue. I knew Theo would crush me with his legal expertise because he'd taken two months of high school debate. So I managed to push the court date back eight years. In the meantime, I started and finished law school and gained some internship experience with a small firm, eventually making my way up to partner. I finally saw Theo in court, where I represented myself and won the case. At the end of the day, I'd won back the rights to my song, but I'd lost something much bigger. My friendship with Theo. Anyway, that was last week. Uh, I don't know how much of that applies to our situation. The main takeaway is, don't sue your friends unless you're ready to turn to a life of law. Again, that seems more specific to your experience, but we promise we won't sue each other. Speak for yourself. As for our contracts, I think we just need them to reflect a healthy balance between working on the podcast and working at our other jobs. Mostly because the podcast pays us in Shipcoin, but our other jobs pay us in real money. You just wait. Shipcoin is going to take off any day now. Hmm. Sounds like you're looking for a standard work-life podcast balance deal. That I can do. There you go. Brand new contracts. Please don't tear them up this time. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, this looks all good. Excellent. Now that that's taken care of, how would you like to hear the first live performance of the original 17-minute song I wrote about how much I loved being in my band? I have an idea. What if we listen to another story instead? Yeah! Instead or before? Instead. Listeners, have you ever felt that all of the things that we know about the world could be wrong? And maybe you have some ideas of your own about the world, too. What really separates fact from fiction? And how do we, as creative and imaginative people, understand what science tells us about the world when our brains are dreaming up something else? These are important questions posed by our next story. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Odette. I'm 11 years old and I live in Australia. This is my story, The Big Clock. And in conclusion, while the sun may be 93 million miles away, just wait eight seconds and you can say hello to its rays. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kevin. That presentation on the sun was quite illuminating. <laughs> Get it? <coughs> okay. Who would like to give their presentation next? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyone who hasn't gone? Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. It looks like the only one left is Odette. Yes! Are you ready this time? Yes, Mrs. McMillan. And you remember that this is a science research project and not a platform for conspiracy theories? Trust me, Mrs. McMillan. I did my research. I watched a lot of videos online. Yes, that is what I'm afraid of. Okay, take it away. Thank you! Odette, why do you have a projector? This is an oral presentation. I'm sorry, my topic is too big for words alone. It demands a full multimedia experience. <sighs> All right. Lights, please, Kevin. Okay, first slide. Scientists, don't listen to them. Oh boy, here we go. They are always lying. Like when they said dinosaurs died more than 100 million years ago. They didn't. 
Is that Principal Norman's head photoshopped onto a T-Rex? Okay, Odette, what have we said about defaming the faculty? But Mrs. McMillan! Skip ahead, please. Gah. Okay, I guess that's a different story you will learn at the end of your lives. What? Why? Because a dinosaur will eat you all! Odette, no more dinosaurs. But that's most of my slides! Odette! Ugh, okay, okay. I just gotta jump ahead here a bit. Uh, no, that's more dinosaurs. That's dinosaurs in the government, dinosaurs in the cafeteria, how we all might be dinosaurs and not know it. How many slides do you have? Do you actually have anything in here that's about science? <laughs> oh, do I? Just you wait, Teach. Please don't call me Teach. Ah, okay, here we are. My theory. Your theory? The Big Bang. Whoa! Whoa. Nice explosion video. Never happened! What? Nice reverse explosion video. Odette, am I going to regret letting you do this? You're only going to regret that you didn't know all of this sooner. All right, keep going. That's right. Instead of a star exploding and creating all these giant rocks that became planets like you've been told, the truth is that it was this. An, An egg? egg? Explain. I will. One day, before there were days, there was nothing. Just an endless void without a star or planet or even chicken to be seen. Then, out of nothing, appeared an egg. Observe. Ooh, a video. Ah, it is me, a lonely egg floating in endless space. Is that your little sister dressed up as an egg hanging from a rope swing? No, it's an egg. Be quiet. Hey, sis, stop flapping your arms. You're supposed to be an egg. I can't stop spinning. Then, a few months later... Hey, it's filming. Go. Oh, I'm cracking. Um, it's an egg cracking. A crack appeared. Then another. Then another until a chicken popped out. That's right. It's me, the universal chicken. Odette, have you seen my phone? Dad, you're ruining the shot. Oops, I thought I edited this part out. Hold on. What are you wearing? We're supposed to be at Grandma's in 20 minutes. Sorry, just a second. I'm the universal chicken. Oh, no, you're not going to the retirement community dressed as a chicken. Not again. Dad, the people need to know the truth. Stop filming me. Stop. Stop no, filming. Give me back my phone. you can't hide this secret any longer. I'm so sorry. The remote button seems to be okay, stuck. Stop climbing that tree. There is get, no get back, Odette. There is here. only the chicken. And next slide. Oh, okay, I see a lot of you have your hands up, but I won't be taking questions until the end. But I have so many. Like, why does the chicken have such a wide beak? And what's that big floppy red thing on its head? And why is it wearing a cape? Please, my fellow classmates, your curiosity does you credit. It's not asking questions that has led us to this current state of ignorance. But no longer will we blindly accept these lies. Today, I ask you to join me in the light. Stand on your desks and okay, shut all Odette, those. Okay, Odette, stop. Stop. Get down. Mrs. McMillan. Clearly, you didn't really do any research. And instead, have once again taken this opportunity to perform the Odette show. And yes, this whole thing is quite creative. And yes, far more entertaining than hearing about, I don't know, the sun. Hey. Sorry, Kevin. Oh, I get it. But the fact remains, Odette, that this wasn't the assignment. But Mrs. McMillan... Unless there is at least a shred of science in the conclusion of this video, then we should probably just call it a day. Mrs. McMillan! Listen, 
I know that I sometimes let my imagination get the best of me, and I've been known to take advantage of the creative leeway you've so graciously given us. But I promise you that the end of this video will allay your every fear. Well, that was weirdly articulate. <laughs> okay, Odette, I'll trust you. Thank you. You won't regret it. As I was saying, at just that moment, the chicken took a deep breath, bent over, and started spinning. And as he was spinning, planets and rocks and stars and balls of gas and all the matter of the universe shot out of its ginormous butt! <gasps> oh, death! I am the universal chicken, and I'm here to tell you that you are all living on chicken poop. You always have, and you always will. Oh, death! Solar systems? Meteors! I said set the table, not dance on it for one of your art projects. It's not art, it's science. And I'm not Odette. I'm the pooping chicken of life. Okay, lovely. We're trying to eat here. Chicken poop. Odette. It's all Get down. Poop. Your mother is not going to like this. Poop. And that, my friends, is how the universe was really created, not how the scientists say it was. Thank you. Okay. I guess we'll call this assignment an income. Kevin? What are you doing? Why are you climbing onto the desk? Bravo! Everyone get down! Oh. oh, Mrs. McMillan, may I have a word? Oh, hello, Principal Norman. Mrs. McMillan, be careful. He's a dinosaur. I'm sorry, what? Oh, it's nothing. Odette convinced everyone you're a dinosaur in disguise. Huh. <laughs> Smart kid. Wait, what? Principal mask. <laughs> I told you this would happen in the end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hello? Hi, is this Odette? Yeah. Hey, Odette, it's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi. How you doing? Good. What's going on today? Anything interesting? Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about me being school captain. Oh, really? What does that mean? I talk at assemblies and stuff. And so what do you have to do to become school captain? I have to write a speech about why I would be good at school captain, and it has to be one to two minutes long. Oh, wow. And why would you be good at school captain, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I really like public speaking. That's kind of funny because your story, The Big Cluck, is like a speech. Yeah. Do you have an idea of who's speaking in your story? Is it you or is it a character? I think it's me. Is it like a version of you or do you believe all of the things in your story? Um, I believe all of the things in my story. Really? Yeah. Does that mean you also believe the universe came from a chicken? Yes, I do believe that. You do? Yes. So tell me why it is that you believe that. The Big Bang kind of seems a bit weird to me, but then the chicken thing kind of also just makes complete sense. And that we are all living on chicken poop. Yes. Okay, so let's say you were talking to someone who did not agree that the universe came from a chicken. What would you tell them in order to prove it? I would show them my chicken coop to show them how much poop there is in there. And it's like a diorama of the world. So then maybe that would make them believe it. Do you know the word theory? Yep. 
I've heard theories. Theories is like something that you think happened and that with evidence you make an educated guess. That's what my teacher says. And so at what point does a theory turn into a fact? When you have enough evidence that it's clearly what it is. Like, if you were like, wombats have square poop, and I'd be like, uh, prove it. And you're like, here is the wombat's poop in my hand. And I'd be like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you just proved it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make you hold wombat poop in your hand or anything. I think I've probably held poop in my hand before. I probably have too, honestly. Yes, we have all held poop in our hands before. Odette, this has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for sending us your story and letting us perform it. Thank you for performing it. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. Send us your story. We read them all. We read them all. You know we love them. Story Pirates Roll First up, 10-year-old Anna Joy in Canada sent us a story called The Loon Who Wants to Go to the Moon. Now, a loon is a kind of bird that you probably see a lot of in Canada. They are gorgeous, but you're probably wondering, why are they called a loon? Do they have wacky ideas or something? And indeed, yes, that's what Anna Joy tells us in her story. This loon wants to go to the moon All the other swans, ducks, and geese say that it's impossible, but this loon, since it is a little loony, decides to do it anyway. And the loon even has its own theme song. Great work, Anna Joy. Next up from five-year-old Mackenzie in Australia, we have a story called The World's Gone Crazy, which is about a bunch of friends who go down into a cave and find mysterious gems that they melt in a bucket above some fire. But what they don't realize is that by doing this, they make the world go opposite. Monster trucks fly and monster planes are driving. There are pets in the forest. And I really agree with the final line of this story. The world will never be stopped. That's true. Thanks, Mackenzie. And finally, from Finn, an 11-year-old in California, we have a story called Gravity. And it's mostly a true story about the person who discovered gravity, Sir Isaac Newton. There is one little detail, though, in the story that's not true that I just love that Finn added, and that is that Isaac Newton lives in South Detroit. Finn, keep up the great work, my friend. To read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. Now it's time for you to write us a story, and if you don't know where to start, here's the story spark to help you along. This week we asked Eli, the author of The Alien That Discovered Banana Bread, the following question. If you could combine two animals, what two animals would you combine? I would combine an alligator and a giraffe. And why would you combine those two? Maybe because it would kind of be like silly that like a giraffe had a crocodile head and the crocodile would have such a long neck and it would be able to like swim and it would eat meat and leaves. So kids, what's your answer to that question? And can you use your answer as inspiration for a brand new story? 
Grown-ups can submit kids' stories at storypirates.com. And remember, we respond to every single story we receive. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Eli and Odette. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Lee Overtree. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Sam Bear, Bobby Lord, Jack Mitchell, and Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Lee Overtree, and Alexis Simpson. Special guest, Zach Cherry. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Sasha Diamond, Eric Gerson, Tara Halfern, Gabby Hornick, Rachel Jarofsky, Quinton Johnson, April Laval, Cassidy Layton, Anna Marr, Angelo McDonough, Peter McNerney, Alexander Nader, Megan O'Neill, Emily Olcott, Lee Overtree, Dominic Russo, Peter Russo, Jamie Watson, Rachel Winiski, Nimini Ware, and Matt Sembrano. The Alien That Discovered Banana Bread was written and produced by Eric Erson with vocal direction by Jack Mitchell. Have you or someone you know been emotionally injured by a bandmate who said your lyrics lacked depth? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. We'll make sure that your bandmate knows that he just doesn't get your lyrics and that it would totally resonate with lots of other people. We won't stop until we prove beyond a reasonable doubt that of course his girlfriend would side with him and that there's no world in which she should be considered an impartial judge or representative of the general public. Besides, it's totally obvious to everyone that she doesn't like you no matter how many times your bandmate says it's all in your head. I mean, literally, everyone saw Janine skip right over me when she handed out cookies to everyone else. Just because nobody said anything doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Janine! Anyway, call the officers of Leonard Skinner and we'll get you the cookies you rightfully deserve today. Call 555-PLAY-FREEBER for your free consultation and 17-minute serenade. Call now. <laughs> yes, another gutter ball. <laughs>